Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and streaming live across the known galaxy on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Uh, just look up Secrets of the Sire. Tonight, we've got a great show tonight. Uh, we are doing our annual Thanksgiving. It's a night before Thanksgiving show. So what are you thankful for in 2018 in the pop culture universe? Uh, what makes the pop culture gravy list and who gets stuffed with a turkey leg? That's what we're going to be going through. Our good, our good and our bad. Can't cut uh, through all those metaphors. We are also going to be welcoming uh, actor and star of When We Dance, The Music Dies, William Ragsdale, uh, alongside director Anthony uh, De Lioncourt. Uh, for an in-depth discussion on that, plus a lot of other things. Uh, I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Hassan Godwin, Lord of the Radio. Hello. How's it going? You feeling festive tonight? Always. Don't I look festive? <laughs> you always, you always look I always, festive. I'm, I'm always like the life of the party. I, I agree with that. I uh, <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I you don't disagree with that? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Because you know what will happen if you do. <laughs> I, 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 no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I know um, where you live. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about giving thanks and... All that rotten stuff. Yeah, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. Oh. Totally fun stuff. You call it fun. Well, you know. What are you thankful for? I am thankful that uh, we are streaming on my personal page and not my Secrets of the Sire page. How's that? How's that for... uh, That's why you're thankful? That's what I'm thankful, yeah. Why why does that make you thankful? Because I just thought it was really kind of funny that I realized at just this moment (laughs) (laughs) that I had to fix that. No, I'm thankful for a lot of good things. So let's let's jump into what are we... What are we thankful for... Uh, Pop culture world, you know, what's the pop culture gravy of 2018? Pop culture gravy. You like that, see? I spent a lot of time on it. I don't that. know if I like it. I didn't say I liked it. I'm just repeating it. Okay, well, I, I might assumed, not like it. I assumed by no, you, you, you... That's that, that's the assumption thing. You shouldn't do that. No, I know. That's dangerous. I'm just saying. Come to the end I of the year. I assumed that that's what you... Uh, um. Well, okay, what do you mean by that, though, pop culture gravy train? Like, what's the what, what was the good? Um, of this year? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, uh, I mean, I'll start off with number one. I think Infinity War was, was tremendous, right? I mean, if you, so here's the funny thing, right? I actually looked back. It's hard to believe that that was this year because it was so early that, no, in the year. Well, okay, you know what my number two is? Black Panther. I feel like Black Panther was like three yeah, years a, that ago. Was, that was at the start of the year. But it was there. Yeah. And yeah. There was so, a lot that happened this this uh, this summer. Yeah. I mean, this year. Excuse me. This In 2018. Yeah. So no. 2018 is over already. That's I just ridiculous. I typed in 2018 movies mm-hmm. uh, just to, to prep for tonight's show. Right. And there was just like a, a colossal list. And I'm like, wow, that was this year? Oh, yeah. That was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. We a got lot. a lot. I don't even remember what happened in 2017. Did anything good happen in 2017? Because everything seemed to happen this year. Yeah. I think 2018 was the year. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's without a doubt. I mean, um, actually, I would. Uh, oh, this is terrible. This sucks so bad. I would. I would add Solo into the Solo's number six on my list. Six on your list. Yeah. Do you oh, know what? They actually <laughs> made your top ten though. Uh, it's a top nine. Oh well, because there just wasn't enough a room, and we haven't seen Aquaman yet because it isn't out we yet. Have not seen. And Spider Man to the Spider Verse is no. not out yet. No. Uh, and if we're gonna do Bumblebee, possibly that's not out yet either. So no, there's still uh, that three, will kind of, three to go. That'll kind of foil, you know, flow into next year's, uh, you know, pop culture gravy. Right. Right. Uh, no, we my, didn't have we didn't have certain um, staples. Like we didn't have uh, yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. We didn't have uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We didn't have those things uh, this year. Right. Because they bypassed us. We did get a second season of. Uh, Westworld. Yeah, yeah. And that did not make the cut. In fact, that will be 
potentially on my top 10 list of, of, uh, of turkeys. Of, of turkeys. turkeys. Turkey. See that? See that? Like, oh. oh, and you got to oh, see the animation boy. for it. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. So um, proud of that. I, I really am. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I really legitimately am. No, you know what? You know what number three on my list is? What's and we're showing it right now. Venom. Venom. I'm going to give that in. It's in my top three. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Venom is in your top three. Yeah. And, and, it, and it beats uh, it beats Venom. Solo. It beats Deadpool 2. It beats. These are all. These are all. Look, for, let's let's be clear. It beats. Let's be clear. These are all great things that happened this year. These are all these are all wins. Like if you're looking in the pop culture win loss column, this is a win. The turkeys will be a loss. Like that's how we're that's how we're kind of judging it. So, this is my own personal list though of where they rank in order. And I got Infinity War as number one because I think Infinity War, no matter what, uh, as monumental as Black Panther was and as good a movie as Black Panther was, uh, Infinity War had so much hype leading up to it uh, for it to actually deliver for me. Uh, gives it gives it number one. Black Panther was was almost was a little sneakier, uh, you know, because people were excited for Black Panther, but you didn't you didn't know you didn't realize like what a zeit, you know what the zeitgeist was going to be for that movie. Um, so when it hit, it, you know, it, it definitely overwhelmed, um, but it, it didn't have anything to really live up to going in. People were just going to you know I, I think people were going to enjoy it for what it was. Venom to me <laughs> is a is a secret win, and why it's number three is because everyone not only not only did it did it have the bad expectations coming in from the from the poor CGI and all the trailers? The movie itself is questionable. There's no question about it. But do you know how much money it made and how widely uh, non-critically received it was from fans? Fans love it. They eat it up. Like it's so to me, I'm sitting there going, you know what? This is a, it, it was a cheesy movie. It was a cheesy good time. I had a cheesy good time. Um, and it was fun. And at the end of the day, I'm sitting there going, you know what? If I rank my experience coming out of Venom versus, I don't know, Deadpool 2, I'd give my experience for Venom a, a higher thumbs up. I thought Deadpool 2, again, had expectations, didn't quite live up to him. Um, I have Mission Impossible 6 on that list uh, as well, too, because I thought, you know, we, we covered that. that. was my number four, because, again, that, that to me was almost, that was an unexpected superhero movie, right? It was a movie we just didn't, we didn't know. Uh, well, I knew well, we didn't know it was going to be a superhero movie, but essentially that's what it is. You didn't see the other, I did, the but other you, five? I did, but you know what? I never, I never looked at it that way. Um, but yeah, I, Solo is up there. I think Solo is, 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 is there. Daredevil Season 3 is on my list. Um, ah! You know, as of things that are, that are, that are <laughs> exciting. Ant-Man and Ross. Uh, okay. Okay, and stop. a little bit of it. Stop. And Ready Player One. Stop. Those are my those are my I don't, pop culture. See, see, this is the thing. This is why we never agree on anything because yeah. you're always the business aspect of everything. Not necessarily. And the business that yeah, well, you just proved it this time. But um, <laughs> the business aspect of everything trumps anything else. The success in business means that that it was successful, even whether regardless of what you felt about it or not. That's like yeah. your track you usually take because Venom was garbage. Yes, it was a garbage movie. It was cheesy fun though. No, it wasn't. It wasn't fun because it was garbage. <laughs> I was busy watching it, it going, this is garbage. Fun. In your book, are yeah. we talking about you? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Are we talking about me? I don't know who we're talking about. I was talking about me. All right. It's cheesy. I, it's not cheesy fun. I don't find cheesiness fun. You don't? No. No. Mm. All right. Garbage. Garbage. But you think it's good because of how successful it was in spite of it being garbage. 
I, Which again, means that you're again, again, I enjoyed the movie though. I actually enjoyed the. F- like, but I it wasn't made your top three. Yes. Over other movies that were yes. better made, but yet didn't achieve as much financially or success. No, I would say expectation wise. I think that's the biggest thing. I think there's there's expectations going in for something is going to be good or bad. But who cares um, about other people's other people's expectations? In, no, in but I think I think they, but I think your own expectation. There's no way you can go into a movie and not be. Uh, influenced the, by the by movie exceeded your expectations. Yes, then. that's why it made my top three. It exceeded. It, it absolutely did. It looked. It looked like it was going to be so bad, but it was bad in kind because of a fun way. Bad. It was bad in a fun way, though. It was. It was bad, and I'm kind of enjoying this. I'm um, kind of like, like there are things about you this. enjoyed. You enjoyed that more than you enjoyed Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh gosh, Ant Man and Wasp was yeah. That, that was which is just again doesn't make any. It sense. was. These are all wins. These are all. I'm yeah, not but breaking it, one. But I, yes, absolutely. Ant Man and Wasp to me was nonsense. Was uh, <laughs> that's absolute nonsense. <laughs> what I walked out of Ant Man and Wasp going. Why? Mainly because the movie just it was. I, I liked Michael Pena. I thought he was the best part of the movie. Um, I thought he was the, the you know the funniest part. I thought the, the villain could have been amazing, um, but it was it was it was inconsistent. Um, and I thought just in general more like, inconsistent than Venom. Uh, again, the whole movie it worked. It just it, for me it worked in the context of what Venom was. Ant Man and Wasp. Meanwhile, it, it, it how has come this it's all right for you to take it in a different context, right, and look yeah. at it from a completely different lens, and then decide it's an okay movie or a good movie because of the lens that you decided to put it in, that you decided to filter it through, yeah, and the ex- the exceeded expectations. It exceeded your lowered expectations. <laughs> yes. And so now you're allowed to put it on the top three, right? Yes. But when other people do that with various other movies, which will not be named <laughs> or mentioned... They will be they in the turkey a, section. Huh? You could put them on the turkey <laughs> section if you want, <laughs> you knucklehead. But they, it, it's all of a sudden, it's, it's a... It's a, it's a crime against humanity. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't track. That doesn't track. I don't accept it. I don't accept your number three. I literally I will did. tell you right now, though. I do not I, accept I'm going to tell you, three. though. I'm going to tell you, though. Everything, look, there's a case-by-case basis, okay? And a formula that can work for one movie is not going to necessarily work for another movie. And things that... It, if all the things that were wrong with Venom were put into an MCU film... Uh, I would not be walking away from the MCU film feeling that it was that it was that's, good. That's that's complete. That's that's. So you're you're comparing it not on the merits of it of of its own presentation, but you're comparing it to the the achievements the pre, the the previous achievements of that studio as opposed to it, a movie standing on its own on its own merits. If you buy an album and it's from a band, it's the second album after their smash. Are, I mean, how do you not have it somewhat be dictated by what came before? There's it's fine no if it's dictated by what came before, can't. but that doesn't mean that I'm going to take that and take another album that I had no expectations for and decide that this album was better crafted than this than this the than the album of the previous band because just because of how I how I interpret. The alterations of my expectations of that of that previous schlock band. <laughs> no, that's not. But if a schlock band, who you're you're for months leading up to this album release, 
you just know it's like this is not going to be good. And then it turns and you listen to the it's album. And you go, hey, this is actually. Pretty I would good. file that way that away as wow. I was I completely did not see that coming. It exceeded my expectations. That does not mean it's better than Led Zeppelin two. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's so, not okay. going to happen. Well, but that's okay. So my question is, what on my list? I put Infinity War and Black Panther above Venom. Okay, what? After that, what comes after that that's, that's better? The only reason MI6 is below Venom is because it, I'm calling it a superhero movie. It's obviously not a superhero this movie. Is a, this is the thing again. This is your, your categorizations are your own. Yeah. Are the product of your own quirk. What does it say at the bottom there? Secrets of the Sire. Who created this show? This guy. Who sets the tables here? I'm, these, these, are my, these are my expectations. Is that really how you want to play the rest of the show? <laughs> Because, brother, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll, I'll change the script on you. I really will. If you want to, all right, you want to do it that way, that's going to be an empty seat there excellent. for the rest of the show. Yeah, excellent. It's going to be an empty seat. Excellent choice there, like, Michael. I'm going to be like, what do you think about this? And it, it'd just be like a microphone. <laughs> With a hat on and it. Yeah. I'll put a hat on it. <laughs> no, just put your coffee there. Put your coffee there. Yeah. It'll be like, just have the coffee talking into the into the mic. <laughs> We're cutting edge. All right. <laughs> We're going to keep going with our, with our gravy. We're going to get into our turkey when we get back. And I want to know from you guys, uh, A, what are you thankful for? Uh, do you agree with what we're talking about here? Uh, chime in on the Facebook feed or the YouTube feed uh, or even on our Twitter feed. Uh, and uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dinner plate? We're going to get that later in the show when we come back. Forever Night TV series yes. as well, too. I've never even heard of it. I have no idea what that is. You don't know Forever No, I don't know Forever Night. Good Lord. I don't know. I used to watch other things you know, when I was a kid. Well, I'm sure that information is useful. You're have you ever Smurf seen guy. the movie Blown Away? Nicole yeah. Eggert and yeah. uh, the other girl from uh, from something. She ended up on 90210. There was another girl on that? You're just making this weird now, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We are talking pop culture gravy, 2018. That's our best of. Talking pop culture turkey in 2018. That is our worst of. Um, got into a little bit of a debate here with my co-host. Not a debate. It's your show. To, do whatever you want. As to where Venom <laughs> ranks. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. Is Venom even gravy to you? Yeah, it's gravy. It is gravy. It's not turkey. Turkey's bad. Gravy, good. <sighs> I don't know if it fits. I don't know if it's exactly gravy, but it's not a turkey. It's not a. It turkey, wasn't a right. turkey, right? Why but would you say gravy. that? Why would you say it's not a turkey? What are your reasons? Why? Why was it? Because I've seen like really turkey movies mm-hmm. this year, like not not great uh, pieces of entertainment, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's. It's not in my top five. I don't even know if it's in my top ten. Where does uh, well. It's a t- again, the the confines of our discussion are related mm. to comic book movies, superhero movies. Action kind of falls into sci-fi, kind of yeah. falls into that. So, I mean, <sighs> you could put Jurassic World somewhere in there or Jurassic Kingdom somewhere in the list, and I wouldn't deny that um, for the gravy aspect uh, of, this, of this discussion. But, um, you know, but I, I don't know. I would, I, would say, I would say overall, though, I couldn't get more than nine gravies. 
out of this. Maybe Jurassic Kingdom would be the number ten of of like gravy of the year. Maybe. Mm. Where's where do you put uh, where do you put Solo? Solo's probably number four in my. So what's your top three gravy. right now? What's three again? Mission Impossible was my Mission was Impossible my was, in my opinion, was fantastic. Yeah, I was. I I didn't think I would be disappointed with the film. Yeah, just by um, by previews, and if you if you get a good preview with a, oh man, it's so it's so it's so shilling. But if you get a good preview with a Tom Cruise movie, it's probably going to be a good movie. Yeah, because his movies kind of don't slack off, and this one had a lot of suspense to it. Yeah. There was a lot of tension. It didn't feel old. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Where yeah. it's like we're doing this again. <laughs> but it doesn't feel old um, <laughs> because it is. It is the. I mean, it, but I guess it's the same as a James Bond movie. Right. I guess it's the same formula where James Bond has not felt old. You know, right. after twenty movies, you right. know, and, I know. and, and I know. four different James Bonds, it just you know, all right. That's here we go again. So, in and of itself, that is an impressive uh, thing as well, too. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But it, it's weird how it doesn't. I, I mean. It, the stakes aren't the same as the James Bond for uh, for Ethan Hunt. Yeah, and it's just and also James Bond has the luxury of like you know going you know being able to change his face like Doctor Who. Sure, because he he's looked quite different since the sixties. Sure, right. So and Ethan Hunt has been Ethan Hunt for all six movies. Right, he's right. been Tom Cruise. So it's just weird how you can watch all this stuff and it just doesn't. It doesn't, all, and he gets betrayed by the same people. He gets caught in the same, yeah. the same traps, the same, the the uh, the, the same rhetorical, yeah. you know, um, uh, rhetoric and rhetorical rhetoric. Nice, nicely done. That was me. That was all. Me by myself. <laughs> this, um, is why, this is why you're not leaving the show. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, there's no beers tonight. There's no mutiny. There's no, yeah. <laughs> but um, so so yeah, that that would be number three. I I. <coughs> I think Infinity War is a bigger movie than Black Panther. Yeah. But the reason I don't put Infinity War as number one is because there really wasn't anything to Infinity War. Um, it was a, an excellent execution of a big blockbuster film. Yeah. But there wasn't... I The biggest intrigue for me, and I, th- I think I've said this on the show, the biggest intrigue for me is like, okay, how are you going to do... Like, what's the story going to be about? Sure. Because this is... You know, and I... And I Never read the Infinity Gauntlet. I, I ended I'm up those, reading it. Yeah, I'm one of the the few the the few in the proud. Don't admit to it on the show though. I just did. I know. Yeah, that's See, my. That's that, that, I'm rebelling. I'm that's rebelling. Your I don't do what you that's, tell me. That's I your do big not fail. do what you tell me. Um, but so my whole point was okay. You look. You've been building this up for twenty movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Explain to me how this is going to live up to the hype. Like, explain to me how you're going to actually make this work because you've been it's through two galaxies. Like uh, you know, ten different franchises or whatever, you've been hinting at this yeah. this whole thing coming up, and there's just no way you're going to be able to fulfill this. And they did, right? Which is successful, but they did it in in kind of the the the, the most rudimentary way you could possibly do it, where it's just like. But they did it. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, but it's like it's a search movie, but done from the villain's point of view. So like, so once, you are admitting that expectations going in. It wasn't about expectation. Or build up, or it wasn't. No? I, I, it, it, it holds a place. It holds a, a, a place of high esteem. But it doesn't. It, but it's, I'm just saying, it, it absolutely shapes your opinion, though. It influences your opinion of the movie. No, if the it's, movie, if the I didn't movie, have an opinion. I wanted to know how you were going to do it. And once yeah. I, f- I, once I realized how they were going to do it, yeah, I was like, oh, 
okay, all right, and you know we'll see we'll, we'll see how it goes. And it went really well, yeah, in how they did it. But it was it was kind of just rudimentary. It was just kind of like oh, it's it's a it's a grail chase. Yeah, it's, you know it's a it's a MacGuffin. It's a classic MacGuffin story, except the villain right. was was the the one who wanted to get the Mac- It was a Horcrux, but from backwards, <laughs> you know. Um, so once uh, once that the secrets of that were revealed, mm-hmm. it was a it was still a blockbuster, still a great movie, but it was it just slightly slightly less intriguing. Okay, than than the the anticipation of what it could have been yeah or like or it's like a it's like christmas presents right yeah like you got a lot of great things but the night before looking at all those rat presents was much more tantalizing than the day after after you've opened them all yeah because it because those presents could be anything sure so that's that's kind of how I okay look at it. all right all right we've been talking uh gravy pop culture gravy of 2018 mm. um i want to get your we'll do this at the end of the show too i want to get your favorite uh thanksgiving dish I want to know. I want to know your guys' think favorite Thanksgiving dish too. It's a favorite question. I like actually. I like people's responses to this because some people. I heard some guy today on the radio say green bean casserole was his favorite, and I was like, "Wow, that's it's epic." Okay, but before we do, let's talk turkey. What are the pop culture turkeys of 2018? The things that uh, went awry. Uh, I put number one on my list: Comicsgate <laughs> as the pop culture turkey of 2018. Ooh, we're gonna go on record. We're gonna go on record talking about. I, I think. <laughs> you know, here's here's the funny part, right? I was actually going to put it in our gravy section mm. only because of how much fodder it gave us to talk this year. It actually gave us like two or three episodes and gave us a lot of engagement. And so from a from a purely selfish standpoint, right. we were very happy that Comicsgate was there. But then I was like, I don't want people to think that we're endorsing it. So I'm going to put it in our turkey section. Right. Um, I have also, and I know this came out in 2017, but it came out at the very end of 2017, and it really spilled over into 2018, which is Last Jedi. I have Last Jedi in our turkeys of 2018. Really? Yeah. Because I think mm. even the other day, so we're talking a full year after Last Jedi comes out. Um, what do I see we're on Twitter? We're almost at a year. We're almost at the year mark. What do I see on Twitter? If you don't like Last Jedi, you're a racist, and you have no place on Twitter. Please leave and never friend me again. And I'm sitting there going, but I'm not a racist, and I don't like Last Jedi. What does it have to do with racism, though? What because, does the Last Jedi because of the... Ex- There's one black guy in The Last Jedi. Because of the diversity and inclusive uh, casting that went into it, I guess people take direct offense to anyone who doesn't like Last Jedi and immediately brands them as racists. There are definitely some racists out there. There are definitely people who, are, who don't like the movie because of the diverse cast. I am not one of those. You're not one of those. Uh, we didn't like the movie because the movie was bad. It was just a bad movie. Um, but but I'm just saying, it, even right now, it's still being talked about. So that's why I included it in my turkeys of 2018. Yeah. Which I, again... It would, it would have to be. It would have to be all my... For the purpose of our show, the, these all yeah. should be gravy topics because the, 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 the negging, <laughs> the neg is always better. The negative is always better yeah. for us than the positive. No, yeah, absolutely. Positive but. people... Very rarely want to come on and celebrate the positive. <laughs> Infinity War and Black Panther happen to be two things that people wanted to celebrate as a positive. Yeah, together and, and in unison. Was so happy to have something that actually it was really weird. It's awkward to celebrate something. Yeah, that much. Yeah. Um. Wow. You want, you want me to keep going, or you want to, or you, or do you want to 
pit stop on Last Jedi. <laughs> That's a, That'll take up the rest of the show. <laughs> that is a ghastly movie. Like, every time I think about it, every time I've yeah. tried to give it another shot, just, all right, well, maybe there's a couple of moments in it. Because as for The Force Awakens, I didn't really love The Force Awakens, but there were some good moments in sure. it. Sure. So, in, in just attempting, but it just, it's just bad. Yeah. It's just plain bad. Yeah. It's not good. So, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that on my turkey list also. Yeah, that's turkey. Yeah, that's, a, no that's a absolute turkey. Uh. Walking Dead is on the turkey's Walking list. Walking Dead is a turkey. So I just completed the graphic novel past Negan now, right? I'm actually, and, and for the first time ever, I actually enjoyed the show more than the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm diving ahead in the comic because I want to know, I want to know, am I going to waste my time on the show <laughs> anymore after the whole Negan thing? Um, so I'm actually reading past it, and, and already the season nine premiere is 100%, is like a million times different than where the comic uh, went. I'm sure there's going to be stuff that, that integrates into it and, and, and kind of, you know, right. weaves back and forth. I know it's only one episode, but immediately I'm sitting there going like, okay, this is totally different. So maybe maybe I can just keep reading the graphic novel now and the show's just going to do its own thing. I don't know. Uh, but in the graphic novel, they spend one year on Negan. The show spent two years. Mm-hmm. Two. Three. Long. Now if you take... Drawn out years If you take get, this year into account because he's still there and Rick is gone, so they're going to need... They're going to... They're going to prop that's, them up somehow. That's fair um, because this is technically now, uh, it's, it's, it's past the war, okay? I guess that's what I could say. It's past the war. But if they could have just condensed and done what the comic did and just spent one year and make it tight and make it as good as you possibly... I mean, Glenn gets killed at the season premiere of that one episode and Abraham gets killed at the season premiere of that right, one episode. Right. And by the time we're in that finale, Negan, the Negan storyline should be over. It yeah, I might have come back if that had been exactly. the case. But exactly. And, and so when I got to that season finale and they, they killed off uh, Shaniqua Martin Green and they still... Yeah. And, and Negan just kind of rode away on a truck. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you want me to be here after right. the summer? Right. Wait, after that I know. BS? Nah, I know. No. I know. And then yeah. even the mid-season finale, too, it's like, Rick, Rick, you could kill him. You could kill Negan. Nope. And then it's like, oh, garbage lady, you got Negan. You should kill him. Just, nope. Simon, you want to kill him. Just kill him. Just nope. everyone, like, there's so many opportunities to kill him, and you're like, okay, th- obviously, they're just dragging this thing out. All right. Yep. When we come back, I'm going to give you my final turkey of 2018, and then mm-hmm. we have an awesome uh, pair of guests coming on. We have William Ragsdale and Anthony DeLioncourt coming on, talking about the new indie film uh, that they are a part of. It's going to be really exciting when we come back. I go to the same movie theater. It's in the middle of the city. Yeah, that's New York City, where we broadcast from. Oh, yes. Okay. Ah, I'm, apologies. Yeah. Apologies. We're city snobs, though. I mean, that's yeah, we are. To do. Yeah, call New York city. is the city. Right. So there is, there else, is no other. Everybody, Salt Lake, you guys can go to hell. Okay? <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and streaming live on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, twitter.com, uh, under, go to my personal Twitter page, Michael underscore Dolce, and uh, youtube.com slash secrets of the sire. Uh, really excited about our next pair of guests. We'll get into the, our final turkey uh, of the year in our last segment, and I want to know your best Thanksgiving plates as well, too, so 
we're going to get into that as well, too. And we got some spinning the racks. But uh, really excited. We've got uh, writer-director Anthony DeLioncourt and uh, star of his new film, William Ragsdale. Uh, his new film, When We Dance, The Music Dies. Anthony and William, are you there? Yeah, hey, uh, what's yes, going on, uh, Yes, it's, William's here. I guess Anthony is, too. <laughs> Hi. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm going to help. I'm going I'm to I'm referee this. I'm going to guide this as, as easy as possible so we're not talking over each other. But uh, it is a pleasure to have both of you here. Uh, Anthony, I want to start with you. Uh, talk to us about When We Dance, The Music Dies. This is your own creation. You wrote it. You directed it. Uh, you have an amazing cast in this. Um, give our audience an overview of the film. And, uh, and how did you snag so many uh, great, talented people for this movie? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, um, the film's uh, essentially about um, a father looking for his uh, missing daughter. Um, it also revolves around the urban legend about the elevator game. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. I have. Oh, okay. I, I um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's, it started in Japan or whatever, where you do a series of numbers and it, like, in, in an elevator and it takes you to like another world or whatever mm -hmm. so that kind of revolves around the film too it's like a, a plot device but um but yeah it, it's sort of like a weird film kind of like david lynchian sort of um vibe to it and everything and um it, as far as the cast is concerned i mean it, it's it's crazy but uh they sort of all like audition and it, it blew <laughs> my mind <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, wow. I mean, because, like, I always wanted, because my films do always have, they have, like, an 80s aesthetic. And, you know, I grew up watching these guys, you know. William, I mean, forget it. Um, my film partner, uh, Mark Madsen, his favorite film is Fright Night. Mm -hmm. So when we saw him come up in the breakdown, I mean, I, I, I we almost fainted. So <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it was nuts. So, um, yeah, it just, it just worked out through casting and everything. And um, it was great. They, you know, William was awesome, and uh, so was uh, Catherine. You know, it was, it was really fun. For the audience out there, uh, Eric Roberts is in this. Uh, Catherine Mary Stewart is in this um, from Last Starfighter. So awesome. I mean, just truly amazing. William, how did you get involved? Uh, how did you want to get involved? Um, you know, what was, uh, what was your thinking when you, when you read the script and, and, and became a part of this movie? Well, uh, uh, like Anthony said, I, uh, I, I had auditioned for it. I, my, my agent sent me the script, and I read it, and I thought, wow, this is really a... Uh, strange and kind of wonderful piece and i would love to uh you know see what's going on with it and so i went in and i read for it and uh and it uh seemed to go well and um i just thought it was a very creative kind of outside of the box script to begin with it mm -hmm. was kind of a little bit of sci-fi a little horror a little um uh, mystery all thrown into one, and it was you know, and and the script was written sort of in a uh, in a way it was almost like a short story, yeah. so it was really engrossing, and and you know it wasn't just shot by shot, it was sort of getting into the minds of the character, and uh, and as as Anthony said, it was it's about like, the elevator game, which is about sort of using a a. Uh, I dare you game to to uh, latch into a different reality, and that's kind of where it went. And then you came back and watched the the whatever the the earthly part of it uh, sure. is sort of the the crux of the story. That's very cool, uh, Anthony. Um, you guys had your premiere last week. What's been the the critical reception to this, and and, and what's been the you know just the, just the audience reception to the film so far? Actually, we um, it was more of like a soft premiere. We didn't. We we actually postponed oh, okay. the actual premiere till um, January. 
So it was just a, a small little group of us just w- w- watching like a rough cut because I wasn't ah. exactly finished with it yet. It's a few things I, I needed to complete. So, um, yeah, so we haven't uh, had any sort of uh, uh, okay. reviews yet on it, but it, that's going to start up probably um, this, around December, and then we'll have the, uh, the, the, the real premiere screening in January. What is, uh, what's been the, uh, just the reaction from the people that, seen, that, that saw the, the rough cut? I mean, and, and is, there, is there an aspect to their reaction that's going to influence what the final cut ends up being? Um, they, they, a lot of they love the visuals. They're really into, into that a lot. Um, a lot of people said stuff like that, and of course they they liked William a lot because <laughs> uh, he's very charming <laughs> on screen. You know, he really uh, that's the thing I really I, I loved about him because even if he's you know he's playing this like desperate man, but and, he, and some of the stuff he does is a little wrong, but you still love him anyway because he has that charm to him. <laughs> so everyone yeah liked him, and they thought Eric Roberts was crazy. So. <laughs> I think everyone thinks that anyway. He was just a nut, so it, it worked out well. It was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of like the reaction I was going for. <laughs> that's excellent, uh, William. So, I mean, you're, you have, I mean, your your IMDb list is is just unbelievable, and there's so many uh, people. So when we promote that you're going to be on the show, uh, we have people who are like Fright Night fans. Uh, then we have people who are like myself who are just big Herman heads, you know, Herman's head fans back in the day. <laughs> I mean, you've you've had such um, yeah. diverse roles. Um, that people know you from different things. What do you, what do you find people know you most for, and um, and what do you personally what out of everything you've done and doesn't have to be those two things I mentioned? Are you like you know just really proud that you were a part of? Uh, well, Michael, it, se- it seems like you're a um, a uh, mannequin too. My co-host said that I coming in. <laughs> I don't want to out you or anything, but I can I can hear it in your voice. Um, no. Uh, seriously, uh, this time of year, you know, it's it's the the fright night people come out, and I'm a little more familiar to people uh, this time of year because of that. And then and then there's yeah, there's that kind of old school uh, early Fox days uh, uh, populace that that remembers Herman's Head and uh, and sort of the, uh, the again outside the box ness of that of that show. That was but, a great uh, show. <laughs> you know, it's 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 longevity at this point, and and I'm I'm always looking for a you know challenge and something fun and something uh, that's going to sort of come at at things from another angle, and uh, yeah, but you know, and also there's you know there's the murderer of the week, which I tend to do on TV. Like that, <laughs> I, so. saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Oh, good. <laughs> this is this is a personally indulging question. I have to say though, uh, the Herman's head set i mean what was that like i mean it was an amazing cast and it was just an amazing we i i i'm telling you loved absolutely loved that show yeah. uh you know back in the day yeah, i mean so what was it I. what was it like when you were when you're on set you know uh doing that what was the experience it was a crazy show yeah what it was really it was it really was but it was it was so inventive <laughs> it was it was different it was cool uh yeah well thanks yeah it was we shot it kind of like uh how they used to shoot sitcoms you know it was uh they, they they would shoot everything in order, you know, in front of the audience, and so the audience, it was like a play, you know, people would mm-hmm. uh, sit there from from point A to point Z, and and they would they would follow along. Um, it was a little weird because a little different because we had uh, actually two separate sets. There was the mm-hmm. outer, you know, the the exoskeleton set, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. there was the uh, <laughs> the 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 interior brain set, and but they would go at the same time, and we would. 
um, we would do the scenes in order. So it wasn't like we shot all of the brain stuff and then all of the outside stuff. It was the people could get what was okay. Uh, what was going on with the cat? You know what was going on in the story. They could go back and forth between okay. Herman's outer life and his inner life. That's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. I mean, this, you know, at the at the end of the day, we're just we're just total fanboys when yeah. it comes to this stuff. Um, <laughs> what do you prefer? What do you prefer acting in? I mean, you, you, you've touched horror. Um, you know, uh, with this new movie, when we dance, the music dies. This is kind of psychological uh, in nature. Uh, and then Herman's head is just comedy. straight up sitcom. I mean, what's your what's your preferred genre? Um, you know, whatever works. I mean, everything, you know, everything works, uh, in its own way and whatever engages and, and sort of challenges and pulls you along. I, I enjoy, I mean, it can be, you know, it could be a sitcom or it could be some, you know, sort of an artsy kind of odd movie. And, uh, you know, the story is the thing that, that engrosses you and pulls you along. So, I mean, uh, I, you know, I just like I like going into places that are unexpected, and, sure. and you know, and then once I'm there, I go, oh yeah, that's why I'm here. Or, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of that's what I enjoy, and that's what drew me to this, actually. Very cool, Anthony. Um, take me through the the process after the film's released. Are, are you what's 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 the path that people are going to be able to engage with this movie? So, so well. Um, Probably after January, we're going to search for. Uh, we start trying to find distribution for it and a home for it and everything. So um, you know, hopefully it'll be available. I mean, we're trying to go for Netflix and, and stuff. Sure. So hopefully it'll, it'll wind up on there. Um, I would like to just maybe make it a digital release mm-hmm. in the beginning. You know, that's kind of like my plan. And then if it does well, then it could possibly have a, a Blu-ray release and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. kind of like how I'm approaching uh, distributors. Okay. Just because um, I, I know, like it's it's for in, independent films, it's it's hard. Distributors because um, they they invest a lot of money in something, especially burning a lot of Blu-rays and and getting all that made is is a big cost. So maybe I have a sort of plan for it. So hopefully they'll be down with it, and um, you know we could take it from there. Well, that, you bring up a good point too, and this is the entrepreneurial side of myself that, that gets fascinated by you know movies like the entire movie business is so different now because it's so accessible. I mean, you know, anybody with a, an HD cam at home le- theoretically could make a movie now that can blow up. I mean, you know, 20 years ago it was like Blair Witch Project, right? I mean, that's the one that kind of, you know, yeah. was, was, was the first where all of a sudden it was a little different in how you make movies and you don't need a big budget. You don't need all this different stuff. I mean, uh, do you find this just very exciting, like an exciting time to be an independent filmmaker? Oh, absolutely, because the technology is all there. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, um, in the process of making this film, uh, I always worried about the audio. You know, that was my biggest thing. And um, I, all of a sudden, I would say probably six months ago, this unbelievable program came out that, um, that can clean audio, like, for a reasonable price. It just blew my mind. I've been looking for something like this forever. <laughs> and it, 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 I just can't believe where technology is going. Um, and it, yeah, it, it completely opened so many doors for everybody who, you know, was always interested in film because I, you know, back in the day when I was younger, like in high school and stuff, yeah, I did, I took TV production and whatnot, but, you know, work with camcorders and, you know, VHS and you never could get good cinematography. It was yeah. always crap, you know, yeah. <laughs> no matter what you did. So, but now with, with this new technology boom, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what you could do. And, and for like this fraction of the price, <laughs> so, you know, you could focus your money on, you know, um, 
really good actors and sure. locations and things like that, as opposed to, you know, having get get film developed and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So it, it, it's amazing. All right, it is the uh, night before Thanksgiving, so we have a little Thanksgiving theme show. Uh, we were talking about our pop culture gravy of 2018, you know. So what was our what was our what were the things that we were thankful for? What are the things that we loved in the world of pop culture? Hassan uh, and I talked about Infinity War and Black Panther coming out. Uh, William, I'll start with you. What is your pop culture gravy? What is the what is the one show, the one movie, uh, the one book, you know, that that you just you just couldn't get enough of in 2018? <coughs> Uh, I, I, I'm going to cede that territory to my kids who are, <laughs> are much more plugged into it than I am. But um, uh, I would say Black Panther, yeah, because they uh, that's their go-to uh, whatever uh, superhero and Ant-Man. But, uh, but Black Panther sort of opened up a world to them that they were not used to seeing as sci-fi and superhero <laughs> fans and... Uh, you know, and it's it, it's given us a chance to to talk about things culturally, especially you know with stuff that's going on now, and and uh, to cover a lot of bases. And uh, you know, it was great. I mean, it's just it's the kind of thing where where you heard on radio and interviews that it was so long overdue, and you see it, and it's like, oh yeah, that is long overdue. That's, yeah. I get it now, so uh, I, I guess that would probably be mine. I, I chuckled because my co-host was was miming his celebratory uh, dance uh, <laughs> next to me as you said that because that was his number one. I, I went Infinity War one, Black Panther two. He also two. said Ant Man, which was another one. Uh, Ant Man's not a good movie. Okay, it's, it's at All the right. bottom. Don't don't it's argue the with bottom. the guests. Don't right. argue with the guests. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the messenger. <laughs> Anthony, what do you got? What's your pop culture gravy? I would say, I don't know if you guys see this, but the film Unsane. Ah. Uh, no. Oh. Sonnenberg film? <laughs> I did see it. I didn't see that, no. I did it, see it. it. I'm admitting that on, on, it's uh, crazy, on my show. Yeah. Speaking it, of Blair Witch, it is, it is Blair an Witch unsane movie. <laughs> what That's was really cool. It was, I, yeah, I, I love I'm, that movie. I'm going to put that on an iPhone. Man, yeah, boy, it was like shot it. on an iPhone. Uh, oh, I, okay, I know. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that that came came and went very fast too. It it didn't really have a lot of staying power, but you know those kind of movies become cult classics. You know, when when enough people start talking about them, that's a pretty cool one. All right, very very quickly as well too. Um, Anthony, we'll start with you. Favorite favorite Thanksgiving dish. What's your favorite? Um, I like the leg. Ah. <laughs> leg man go so right go right takes it so it's, it sucks <laughs> i love it see i love it this is a great question because yeah. william what do you got what's what's your favorite dish at thanksgiving what's the one thing that you love above all other um on the menu uh i i made about eight things this year but <laughs> my favorite is still the the little um the little green olives that just sit in a little plate because you, you know they sort of uh, they're like the uh, the MC of the show. You know? kind of, they come between each act, and you I don't know. That's just what I've always liked. See so that? There. So that you know I'll go with that for my cultural thing for 2018. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Anthony. Real quick, um, tell us uh, right now at this point where people can kind of you know uh, read about this or hear about it or your know, social media. What, what do we got uh, for the movie? We have a t- uh, teaser trailer. Um, if you Google "When We Dance to Music Dies" trailer, it'll come right up. And also, I have an Instagram. It's at ADL Productions. Very, very cool, William. Where can people okay. find you online? Uh, at ADL, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty much it. Pretty much it. Just you know, all over. I'm all. I'm a mess. You know, I'm all over the place. So, uh, awesome. So, 
Well, you're you're well, well you're, love it. you're welcome to bring your mess on the show anytime, <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you thank so much. So much. All right, when Thanks, we man. come back, we're gonna go spinning the racks, and we're gonna reveal our favorite dishes and our least favorite dishes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I got a real big problem with stuffing. When we come back. Do you know how long it's been since I've been wanting to just sacrifice, to sacrifice all your myself? beliefs yeah, just for the show? To give show? up all my beliefs? Well, I actually don't really have any beliefs, which is why it's been so hard for you to find out what my beliefs are to get me to betray them. I'm kind of a nihilist. I don't really believe in anything, except for sandwiches. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. If you're out in the biggest bar night of the year, which is tonight, it's the biggest bar night of the year. We, did, we, we had this exact same conversation last year where I said that. I think even the year before, too, where I said this is the biggest bar night. And, and Sam looked at me and goes, that's the biggest bar night? And I go, yes, this is the biggest bar night. No, no, the biggest bar night is when they do the Santa Claus. No, 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 no. no. Biggest bar night is now. So if you're out there drinking, please get an Uber, walk, do anything you can. Yeah. Uh, when we were at Wizard, we used to have the big uh, oh, yeah. Wednesday, oh, the, yeah. the Wednesday blowout. Well, because everyone's home from college. It, it's like the it's like the mini high school reunion. Yeah, but even though I, I wasn't in college at the time, we were we were young. Well, adults. no, because then other people just go out because everyone else is going out. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 a big. You know, no one's for the most part getting up tomorrow because uh, yeah. it's Thanksgiving. Uh, I will because I have a son and he gets up at five forty-five. And You've spawned. Yeah, I know. Poor baby. Uh, <laughs> before we get before we get into our our uh, turkey plates, uh, again, I want to thank our guests William Ragsdale and Anthony uh, DeLioncourt. Um, very cool. I definitely want to check out uh, the film. Um, I actually got invited. Is it DeLioncourt sp- or DeLioncourt? Oh gosh, if, uh, if it's that, I butchered it. Which is <laughs> yes, which is you did. which is right in, uh, on par for what I He's do. He's probably so used to it though. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Like, at least I didn't butcher William Ragsdale. See, so that's good. Everything, everything worked out. One of good. our our producer, Mr. Uh, Hovecki. Yeah, that's not how you pronounce his last name. But he's he's done twenty years. He's done correcting people. What's a, how do you pronounce it's, it? It's Hovecki. It's like tomato, tomato. That's his name. He could decide how it's pronounced. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he can't. Okay. Not, not on my show. Okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. It's your show. We do this every week. We go spinning the racks. Bringing in the most fantastical pop culture news. Spin around, spin around. It's time for a new show. That's what I'm thinking. Margot Robbie reveals <laughs> full Birds of Prey title. The title of the new Birds of Prey movie is going to be The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, that is not a uh, fabrication. A, it is official. That's an unfortunate title. <laughs> that's how I would refer to that. She released it on Instagram today. <laughs> it was, is, I bet you she was proud of that. It is, I bet uh, you she did that with a smile on her face. Robbie has sh- no. Actually, the picture has a little Harley Quinn uh, lipstick on it, and mm. it, it's actually a pretty colorful shot. So go on her Instagram page. Uh, the script for Birds of Prey is there, and includes a handwritten edition revealing the name uh, is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that is the official title, and not just a star having some fun. Ah, oh, okay. What do you think, though? No. No. <laughs> Gravy or turkey? I think we're going to do this for every show. Like, I'm getting hungry, though. I, I <laughs> I'm kind of like into this now. It ain't gravy. Um, 
Look, it could be cute, depending on how insane the movie is. If the movie yeah. is like it's an insane pop culture, like blowout, where it's just this, it's like Clockwork Orange, where it's just absolutely absurd. Yeah. Then it'll work. You know, if it's a good movie, it'll work. Mm-hmm. If it's a great, if, if everyone loves it, it'll yeah. work. Yeah. But right now, nah. We got it up on the on the screen right now. So if you're on Facebook, you can check it out. It's actually it's a pretty cool work of art. I'll be honest with you. Pretty exciting. I guess it's a it's a well, it, well it, but that's on delay. We're live. So you just told me to look. Well, that's very true. Our our audience <laughs> out there will be able to look. Ah, uh, uh, um, uh, you're talking to them, not me. We talked about our turkeys, <laughs> which were which were the losers of 2018, and our and our gravy, which was the winners. Um, the last turkey for me for this year, by the way, the Luke Cage Iron Fist cancellations. You know what? I'd say the biggest turkey of the entire year is just the Marvel uh, Marvel Netflix, Netflix run. in general. Yeah, because a lot of them haven't been good. Yeah, a lot of them haven't lived up to their expectations. A lot of there, I've had a lot of situations where waiting for season two mm-hmm. for a year and a half mm-hmm. to two years, and then you get season two, mm-hmm. and it's about the girl's mom, <laughs> or it's you know it's Luke Cage becoming a villain, kind of. Or it's I haven't even watched the second Iron Fist because there was so much sure there was so much stigma to it, and the the look I know you haven't really gone gone too deep into it yet, but uh, Daredevil three whereas it, it is I was going to ask is that a, is that a gravy or a turkey for you? It's 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 more turkey than gravy. Okay, there's some really good stuff in it. Yeah, but you're just kind of like okay, what's your point here? You're not. Mm. It's like it's like they're prolonging the drama, but they're not really building to anything. So it's just an ongoing. A beating, okay, and it's not really. No one's learning anything from the beating that they're <laughs> Isn't taking. Isn't that though kind of the, the the problem with um, serialized TV in general? I mean, no, it's, I mean, kinda... there's there's other things. Look like like Stranger Things, like other other television shows, which I cannot really name off the top of my head mm-hmm. right now. But I'll argue you have a Game of Thrones, or you have um, like there's this show, <laughs> The Expanse, which is a sci-fi show. There's some really great stuff where they are things do happen on a regular yeah. basis, but you do get the feeling we're going somewhere You're going with somewhere this. With it, you know, yeah. it's gonna, I got you. We're going to get somewhere. Well, I guess with in this. general, Defenders was supposed to be that. And it wasn't. And it, w- it just really wasn't. It just they short shrifted the entire thing, and then they, you know, they the 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 series, um, the seasons run too long, yeah. And Defenders ran too short, yeah. Because like, okay, you the, all these guys are together. You got all these personalities together in this one thing, and now you're just you're only going to give us eight episodes, and you're going to have to rush us through it, yeah. And you're going to meanwhile, there's like thirteen episodes of like Luke Cage, exactly. And, Iron Fist and then you're going to give like, these right, weak villains, yeah. you know. And it just doesn't make any sense. Also, with the Defenders which ruins everything, is that once you've seen the Defenders, you're wondering how come in the in their separate seasons, yeah. how come you guys aren't calling yeah, these other yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I know... I'm a little, more, forgi- I'm a little more forgivable when it comes to that because I... You should. They should do things where people you just run into people. They yeah. did that in the MCU all the time where just people just, just came running through yeah. the set. Yeah. It d- didn't cost anything. Yeah. You could do it with Stan Lee. You could do it with anything. Uh, real quick, favorite Thanksgiving dish? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? See, I love... No, like, no one just says like turkey or mashed potatoes. Like, that's... Because I don't really like turkey. I, l- I love turkey. A, a, I, I am fan. a mashed potatoes guy, though. I'm going to go mashed potatoes all the time, always. Um, people love... Sam, what about you? Sweet potatoes with the mushrooms on top. That's, ex- that's you exactly. That's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Is my worst. It, that's yeah, your worst. That's, my, yeah, that's your that's least my favorite. Turkey. I'm. I have a big problem with stuffing. People love stuffing. I think stuffing is just such yeah, a. But big you gave waste. that away. We even stove top stuffing. Even it doesn't matter. 
My mom's my stuffing. mom's an amazing cook, and I stuffing can go stuff itself. I I it's the one thing I will just not even go near. I've tried it. Well, no one's no I've one's wanted to like it because th- that seems to be like the number one consensus on a lot of people is like, oh, the stuffing, the stuffing, the stuffing, and it's, no. it's safe though because no one's ever offended that you don't like their stuffing. I guess so. So you could you could do that. All right, join us next week. We'll be talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture.